0: business in the Okanagan matters this is law talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanveer Gill from FH;P lawyers LLP They talk business and take your questions at podcast at
1: fhplawyers.com Now here's Clay Williams So welcome to our most recent edition of the FHP business podcast I'm here with Tanveer. Hello Tanvir. Hi Clay. So today we're going to talk about leases and so just kind of in continuing in our topic of the life cycle of a business and topics that uh, you know you might engage with lawyers about uh, with your business. You know we've talked now about incorporating your business and getting it up and running and. Uh, you know, one of the first things that usually happens is, hey, we need a place to do business from. Although nowadays, I guess uh, you're seeing more and more people working at home. uh, But you're still seeing a lot of people that are going to need a business for one reason or another, retail, office space, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. Just uh, to start with that, uh, you know, we've got uh, some things to talk about. And uh, so very uh, often you are going to be engaging with a property manager or with the landlord directly and so a lot of people were going to be looking on the internet and they'll find a space Mm -hmm. or they may hire a property manager to find space for them. So they'll be showing some properties where they'll find the space and so I thought I'd just talk about some of the considerations that you might have in, in looking for a space. You know, some of the things that I think that you should be looking at in, uh, in, in your space is you should be looking at zoning and uh, checking that the city zoning is going to allow you to, to do what you want to do there. Just some general considerations with respect to whether the premises that you're looking at is actually going to accommodate uh, your, your business. Yeah. Can you renovate it? Yeah. Can you secure it? If you've got some inventory, can it be properly secured? Is it got the proper, can it be wired properly for your security that you might need?
0: I think one thing that's important for certain clients too, or especially some of the ones I've had, is sort of competition. So if you're looking at a building that's brand new, potentially something going up, especially in Kelowna, we have tons of stuff going up in our industrial district. Is it a building that's going to have multiple businesses doing the same thing in the same space? Or is a landlord going to give you that sort of monopoly to be like, hey, this is your business. We're not going to have another very similar business in here.
1: Absolutely. And you know, good point, because if it's a multi-tenanted building, yeah, then there may already be... A business that has that restrictive covenant, so yeah. you should make sure you ask about that and make sure you're going to be uh, allowed to do business and whether, like you say, uh, the landlord will give you that exclusivity. And you know that old saying, uh, location, location, location. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that was a good point. Which you should also be looking at your neighbors and whether mm-hmm. or not they're going to be complementary to your business, or you know, is it going to hinder you? You know, and are these neighbors doing something that may, in fact, drive business away yeah so uh, something to look at there
0: yeah and another thing that some clients are looking at also just depending on the business itself is there ease of access for your customers and for your clients do you run a business that's going to be attracting a lot of you know the elderly community are you working closely with disabled um, individuals are your deliveries going to be able to come in and out easily how often are you doing them is there sufficient parking for the business that you're running? That's another consideration that you have to make.
1: Parking is such a good... (laughs) Wow, what a controversial uh, issue. And I can't... uh, You know, being a... We're a downtown law firm, and, uh, you know, it's amazing to me how people will insist on parking right outside the business and rather than just going into the parkade and, and walking a block so absolutely parking is a, is a huge one. I steal Clay's parking
0: spot all the time. Yeah
1: it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a sore point so uh, we'll bring that we'll talk about that as a, as a uh, issues with the employees at some point so. <laughs> Uh, So in any event, if you find a space and you think that uh, it looks like a, a good one and you're ready to engage, probably the next thing that you're going to negotiate is something called an offer to lease rather than going straight through to a lease. And an offer to lease you know, that's just a document that sets out the major terms uh, of the lease uh, rather than the long multi-page document. An offer to lease might only be a couple of
0: key important things. Yeah. yeah. And, and
1: so some of those uh, important things, of course, are the rent.
0: Yep. Term, rent, what is your proposed business going to be, your use of the property
1: So this is often when we might become involved is we'll have our clients coming to us and asking us to take a look at the offer to lease. And, you know, we're going to look at that document. Uh, Some of the things we're going to consider are... uh, you know, whether or not that landlord is looking for a guarantee or an indemnitor. So if we've talked about and what we're talking about in this series is basically uh, you operating as a, as a corporation. And so very often a landlord is going to want that financial covenant from, from the principal personally.
0: I think measurements are something that a lot of people don't think about either when getting into a lease. So whether it's a new building, whether it's already um, an existing building itself, has there been some type of agreement to the area? Um, has it been measured? Have you, do you have a set agreement on is it 1,800 square feet? Or is there going to be some type of right for the landlord to remeasure? Um, we've had issues on this in the past. And so that's something that a lot of clients don't think about, but it's something that we would look at um, in an LOI.
1: The remeasurement often comes up when there's a a new landlord. So if the landlord sells their building and there's a new owner comes in, and very often that new owner is going to be looking at the leases and seeing if there's a right to remeasure, they'll go and remeasure and. Unfortunately, there can be some nasty surprises if they find out that there's a, a larger uh, square footage that is yeah. agreed to in the lease.
0: And it's important to have clarity on what's not included as well. So a lot of tenants will assume, for example, if there's a storage room, there's um, particular bathrooms, that might not be something that you're actually able to use depending on what your landlord is willing to agree on or not.
1: The other thing that we're going to be looking at is the with respect to the rent, Whether or not there could be any kind of negotiation for a rent-free period, and we'll call that a fixturing period, and that's to allow uh, you as the new tenant to go in and really get the area ready for yourself to, to do business with the public, and, or if, if you're not doing business with the public, just be in a serviceable area. So very often a landlord will work to provide a fixed stream period. Uh, very often a landlord will also pay for or help to finance, uh, fix the tenant improvements as well. Mm-hmm. So those are something that we, we want to look at and see if there can be some negotiation uh, regarding them
0: for me i don't see an offer to lease as often as i see the lease itself right away so landlords are presenting their form of lease they're giving their tenants time to look it over and i don't see offers to lease as much
1: yeah i think it really depends upon the landlord and on if they've got a property manager on their practice I like offers to lease because we can see just like in an LOI with any other business agreement we're doing whether or not we've got the major terms and we can come yeah. to an agreement. But but you're right. Very often, uh, you know, landlords will just uh, say, "Okay, if you're interested," and there'll be some discussion and maybe some emails, and then they'll just present their their lease. Yeah, um, that's that that can happen. And ideally, we'd like to see, even when we're dealing with an offer to lease, we'd like to see the form of lease attached. Yeah. But often that doesn't happen either.
0: Yeah. And I think something that's important for clients to know, too, is bring the offer to lease to a lawyer and have that reviewed prior to signing. Because I think some people are confused and they say, well, it's just an offer. And they sign it and then they bring it to us and they say, well, I signed this, so now let's look at it. Oh, so
1: true. That's a great point.
0: It's like, okay, well, that's great, but you should have brought this maybe yesterday before you signed it. Well,
1: the nice thing about an offer to lease is we can put some conditions in. Yeah. So we can subjects and uh, so we can write in things like we'd like to this conditional upon approval of the actual form of your lease if it's not attached. Or we'd like this conditional upon agreeing on the financing for Mm -hmm. the tenant improvements we have to do you know, Making or sure a insurance. review of the historical operating costs yeah. or things like that. So, so we could definitely, we'd, really good point. That's so frustrating as a lawyer to get uh, deals that are given to you and it's already to call play. That's That's a great point. So yeah. earlier the better if we could take a look, please. Okay, uh, so now let's um, move on from the offers to lease. We're looking at the actual lease itself. We're probably going to do a, a deeper dive into it because presumably the offer to lease is going to have some subjects in and, and that. And We're going to take a look at the lease. And some of the things that we'll t- want to take a look at is uh, I think it's really important to nail down the identity of the landlord. I don't know about you, Tanvir, but I've seen it over and over again, where the lease sets out the landlord to somebody different from the owner of the building, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's done often as a mistake or an old form of the lease, or yeah. so. Or, or sometimes uh, we find out there's a sublease, so yeah. so we'll we'll want to take a look at that.
0: So one of the other things that we'll talk to the clients about and look at in the lease is whether there's an option to renew for the tenant. So. Um, Some leases will have an automatic right to renew so if the tenants not in default whatsoever the term will automatically renew itself for another period of time that the landlord agrees to other leases and I think this is more common for me I don't know about you clay but they'll say It's a five year lease and there is an option to renew, but you have to give six months notice prior to the end of the original term. um, And it's at the landlord's discretion not to be unreasonably withheld and the tenant needs to not be in default under the lease. So, we look at that to make sure that the clients know when it is that they have to effectively give notice that they do want to renew. Um, and a lot of people might not think about that five years down the road. You might not realize that your lease is coming to an end and you might have missed that period being six months prior to the end.
1: Yeah, and if we're if you're an ongoing corporate client, that's something we can diarize for you. I did want to comment on your your comment that it's uh, subject to the landlord's discretion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not really an option to renew then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, that wording can't exist, an option to renew. Yeah. Uh, we want to make sure that it's a real option. That doesn't You've got say that. the right to renew yeah. if you're not uh, in default of the yeah. lease and you give that notice within the required time yeah. frame.
0: But most often, if you're getting a lease, it's handed to your tenant from a landlord. It's going to be drafted in a way that's favorable to the landlord. So that's the purpose of giving it to us, to give us that opportunity to sort of Tailor it in a different way and point out what isn't actually going to be beneficial to the tenant.
1: Yeah, and that's a good point. We'll give you some advice uh, and we'll make suggestions. Uh, Sometimes the landlord will agree and sometimes they just will not. And I don't know about you, Tanvir, but boy, there are some uh, landlords that are very difficult to deal with. Take it or leave it. (laughs) Even with these leases that I see. That are thirty years old and they've obviously been cut and pasted and don't even make sense. I yeah. I, I can't believe how uh, some landlords just uh, will will be acting even against their own interest mm-hmm. in in negotiating. You know, one of the things that just occurred to me is how rent is calculated. Oh yeah. And so the protocol is that on a renewal, you don't usually see. Uh, rent being agreed to uh, because who knows what's going to happen in the future or
0: it saying it'll be the same on a renewal
1: well that would be that would be great yeah Uh, but but often the usual one that we see is that it will be agreed to or if not agreed to though it'll be arbitrated based upon the the commercial rates Mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes
0: fair market value
1: yeah, and so yeah. we'll go. We, that's one of the things that uh, we do on a regular basis is do these, these rent arbitrations when yeah. the landlord and the tenant can't agree, and we'll have uh, different uh, opinions as to with respect to the the fair market the value of the rent. Usually, there's a provision in there that it's not going to be any lower than it was in the in the prior
0: yeah. prior term. Yeah.
1: Now, something I uh, something that we're going to really take a deep dive in when we see the lease uh, is the calculation of triple net. And so I think, as most people know, there's two aspects to paying as a tenant under a lease. There's basic rent, and then there's additional rent. And additional rent is uh, often known as triple net or CAM. So we're going to take just take a look and see how those charges are calculated. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things specifically that we're going to be looking for is a management fee or an administration fee. And oftentimes, oh, sophisticated yeah. landlords are going to try and tuck these... Uh, these charges in there that yeah. uh, are not in a tenant's interest.
0: Yeah, you can often go straight to the definitions <laughs> to find those operating costs, and it'll lay out everything that's going to be in that triple net.
1: And one of the things we're going to really try and negotiate is a right to review and audit mm-hmm. those records because. You know usually what will happen is a landlord will make a an estimate uh, based upon how much they think the additional rent is going to be, and you'll be charged that monthly and then there'll be a reconciliation at the end of the end of the year. And so um if you think there's something really out of whack, we want to make sure that there is a uh, a right uh, to take a look at the actual records.
0: yeah, sometimes they'll say that the landlord will provide the records once received within 150 days or a certain period from the end of the year. But it just depends. Each landlord and each lease is different. So one other thing that we'll look at as well is depending on the business, we'll talk to you about, you know, what, what do you expect for your future and what the space and how it relates to your business and whether you want that right to assign or to sublet some businesses might project that they just don't know if it's going to go well or not go well and they want that right to assign the lease to a different tenant or the right to sublease to somebody else so we'll go through to make sure that's in there most of the time landlords will allow it but it again just depends on the landlord itself
1: i think that's a really important provision Mm -hmm. because as you're setting up and you're doing business and you're really gung-ho. Well, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows if you're going to be successful? So it's really nice to have that out. Yeah. Uh, because you're signing a contract, and that means you've got to pay till the end of the term. So the assignment and the sublease is your out. And so we really, really want to see that, uh, that a landlord is going to agree to that, is going to consent to that, such consent which would not be unreasonably withheld. So that, that gives us your out. And I guess the last thing we wanted to talk about is we want to take a look at the default provisions. Yeah. What is it that constitutes a a default? And we really want to see in there, from a tenant's perspective, a cure period. Yeah. So that the tenant gets a notice, and we have some time to To fix fix it it. before you're out in the street.
0: Yeah. And tenants will have. Well, some landlords will give you a lease that says there is no curing period. Once you miss rent, you are now in default, and then they'll set out their rights right at that point. And like you said, some won't agree to amend it. It's a take-it-or-leave-it lease. So at least Bring it by for a lawyer to look at, so they can tell you what happens. At least you know. Of, yeah, so you know.
1: Just a quick point on that. Like when I'm acting for landlords, I don't like to see a cure period for rent. <laughs> uh, you know, for other things, you not. know, we call more soft defaults. Yeah. uh There, I think a cure period makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, but for rent, um, I certainly don't agree to it. And 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 when I'm acting for tenants. You know, I I understand that from a landlord's perspective. So uh, you better pay your rent, I'd say. One
0: time, yeah. I think it's important to mention that we act on both sides. So we act for tenants. We act for landlords. Um, We can help out when it comes to just lease drafting or lease disputes, lease arbitrations, all that fun stuff.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we're doing this from the perspective of a new business starting up, but hey, your business might be as a commercial landlord. Yeah. And so that's something that, that we, we often act for and continue to act for uh, businesses that are commercial landlords. All right. So until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you, Tanvir. Have a great day. FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send
0: your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.